This is the Cedar Lake Christian Center podcast. We hope you're inspired and fulfilled by this week's sermon by Howard Tootin. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us at clcc.church. I've given my tithe and offering all my life. And there have been times where I would see what other people have. I would see the houses they live in and the cars they drive. And the enemy would come along, he whisper in my ear, if you didn't give, you could have all that. And this has gone on all through my life. Not just, it's not just one time. You see that good-looking four-wheel drive truck going down the road? You're like, man, I look good in that. <laughs> True story. Got a neighbor that lives two houses down from me. Got a brand new trailblaze, trail boss Silverado. White, black rims. It's like my dream truck, y'all. And um, so every day when I walk... Is right in front of me. And I'd be looking at it, I'm like, God, that's pretty. That's like my dream truck. And um, I didn't get jealous. I said, God, thank you for blessing that man with that truck. That's not mine. That's his. If you blessed him with that, you'll bless me with mine. Yeah. Tithing and all. I'm not giving up my tithe to get my truck. I'm not giving up my house to get, I mean, my tithe to get a house. True story, but my dream house, my sister wound up with. Had everything I wanted, rock in front of the house, it looked good. Swimming pool, it was everything I dreamed of. I said, God, thank you for blessing her with that. And you know what? I don't lack for anything. I've got my white truck now. I've got my house with a rock on it. We got to learn to celebrate others. Listen, others didn't get your dream. God still got your dream for you. But what we've got to learn to do is have the right attitude and behavior to bless them with what they're getting. And if we'll have the right attitude and behavior, when we get at the proper place, the right time, God will give us what he has for us. Amen? Everything I told you is true. God's honest truth. I wouldn't stop paying my tithe to get the house I wanted. wouldn't stop paying my tithe to get the truck I wanted. And I still have both. And I still pay my tithe. Test God in this. You see, it's important to me, and, and, and I thank God for my wife on her birthday. Happy birthday. I love you so much. Come here. I thank God for her wife that doesn't hinder God moving in my life. Because she doesn't hinder it, we move and flow together with what God wants. That's, this is what a marriage looks like. This is what a marriage looks like. 29 years. 
It's coming into agreement. There's power in agreement. Your house should be a house of peace. And I'm not getting into a lot of detail, but growing up, Shannon didn't have peace in her house. She had a Christian home, but had a, had a stepbrother that was the devil. All this woman prayed for is for a peaceful home. That's all she wanted in life, is to come home to a peaceful home. Do you have a peaceful home? Absolutely. <laughs> you still pay your tithe? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not about just giving God money. It's about putting Him first, even in your money. You're not going to lack. You're not going to miss out. Thank you. I love you. Happy birthday. There you go. God, I thank you for this offering. Receive this offering this morning, Lord. Father, every dream and desire that's tied to this offering, this seed that's being sown this morning, give it to them. Give them what they've desired. Let them know they don't have to go without just because they put you first. Show them the way you've shown me. Show them the way you've shown my wife, us, together. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor God's seed begging bread. Thank you for providing, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. (laughs) Well, when you get older, you have to wear some (laughs) glasses. None of that was my sermon, so I've got a lot of time, right? (laughs) I'm not going to keep you all day, I promise. We joke at the radio station. Um, Neil and Patrick talk all the time. And um, I work with JL Friday morning, and she's like, man, we got a lot done today. You don't talk as much. <laughs> like, no. I, I am a person of few words. I like to make my words count. I don't like to just run with it. Yeah. I prayed and asked God what this morning should be like and what, what direction I need to go in. By the way, Wanda, thank you for doing, I heard you did an incredible job Wednesday night. Um, Wanda, stand up. This is a woman of God. If you need prayer for anything, this woman can do it. Not only is she a prayer warrior, she's a preacher. And the word of God comes out of her mouth. If you need a word from God, she can give it to you. If you're not hearing him clearly, she can give it to you. Thank you for your service here, Wanda. We are blessed to have you. We appreciate you and love you and Shane both. Shane helps out in the sound booth. I want to thank the, the booth team up there. Thank you, Josh, for what you do. Sheila, you're rocking it. There's a position for you here, too. What are you good at? This church is going to be bigger than we can imagine. 
but it's going to take people not just sitting on the pews, but connecting, getting involved, using the gift that God's given you, plugging in. That's what it's going to take. There's a great core here. We drive 45 minutes here every week, have for 29 years. I can't tell you how many times we were tempted. How many churches do we pass within our radius? Hundreds? Within the radius of 45 minutes? I can't tell you how many times I said, God, are you sure this is the house? <laughs> Be so much easier. <laughs> Shannon used to live literally, a, yeah, half a mile from her church. God said, that's too easy. I need you to come. (laughs) God will pull you out of your comfort zone. Amen. He won't leave you comfortable because when you get comfortable, you get fat and lazy. I know we don't like that word. I'm one to talk. I'm not so much lazy, but I'm a little, I like to eat. God has a work for us to do, all of us. And we don't need to compare ourselves to the one sitting beside us. We need to connect to the one sitting beside us because you have what I need and I have what you need. God is an awesome God. Break it down. A we-some God. we I wanted to talk to you this morning about our choices. Could have went a thousand different directions, but God wants us to learn how to make good choices. One of the songs that Daniel picked for this morning is called Build My Life. And in the lyrics, it says, show me who you are and feel me and lead me. We talk at the radio station all the time how our choices need to be intentional. They need to carry weight. They need to have purpose in them. Plans are made up of many choices. If you fail to plan, you'll plan to fail. But plans are made up of many choices. Choices determine your direction. And listen, even if you're going in the right direction and you're going slowly, thank God you're still going in the right direction because it could be worse. Something worse than going slow in the right direction is going in the wrong direction. Something worse than being single is being married to the wrong person. I've been in ministry a long time. We get a lot of calls because they married the wrong person, made the wrong choice at the wrong time. We got to get our choices right. That's where everything begins with our choice. Choices determine our direction. Why don't you just, if you have on your phone notes, just take a few notes this morning. So there's no way you can remember everything that I say this morning. So just hit some highlights. You need to learn to be a note taker. Hit some highlights. When God wakes you up in the middle of the night, journal it. Take some notes. I have a, a notepad on my phone. It's a little note, yellow note, like a sticky note. And it's full of notes. Because 
that's when God speaks to us in our night seasons and we put it down and we can make a withdrawal on those words. Everything that God does begins with a word. The word, Jesus, was made flesh and dwelt among us. With him all things were made, seen and unseen. It all starts with God. Everything starts with the word. It's a word being released. Okay, plans are made up of choices. Choices determine direction. And direction leads to purpose. Better choices, those are only three things I wanted you to uh, put down. Plans are made up of many choices. Choices determine your direction. And direction leads to purpose. Better choices lead to a better life. If you want to get what you deserve, you deserve God's best. That requires God's way. You can't do it your way and get the benefits that God has for you. You have to do it His way. So I wanted to encourage you this morning not to just go for your best, but to go for God's best. God, what do you have for me? Who do you have for me? If you go for God's best, you're going to have to work hard in the right direction. How do, you, how do I know if I'm going in the right direction? What kind of choice did you make to put you on that path? Start with the choices. Get headed in the right direction on the way to your purpose. So we work hard in the right direction. And can I say this today? Um, they don't like it when I say this at the radio station, but it's true. It's what God gave me, so I have to stick with it. Look at your neighbor next to you, eye to eye. Daniel, look at Della. <laughs> Say, you're anointed for hard. Look at Shannon, frow her brow. <laughs> you're anointed for hard. Yeah, we are. Everything God asks us to do isn't easy. It's hard. You know why? He doesn't want you doing it in your strength and your power and in your might. He wants you to call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon Him. Ask Him. We'll save ourselves a lot of trouble if we would learn to acknowledge Him in all of our ways. We like that scripture, but we don't do it. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways. The, good, the, the small decisions... The business decisions, the relationship decisions. What did God say about it? Do you know? Have you asked him? Have you take time, taken time to ask him? Are you considering him? Because he knows your life beginning before I before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. So before you were informed, he knew you beginning to end and everything in between. So don't you think you need to ask him about it, about your life, what he has for you, what direction you need to go in, who you need to be hooking up with after you're married? 
not before, after. You see, he has a, a way that's his way. Since he created marriage, check with him. Don't settle. If you settle, you'll be sorry you settled. You'll be sorry you settled. Why not learn, instead of having to go to God all the time saying, God, fix this. God, I pray you fix this. God, please fix this. I made a mess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's kind of like going out to lunch today when you go to eat and you're going to be ordering something you don't need. And you're going to be eating a lot of it. And then afterwards, you're going to be going, Whew, I shouldn't have ate that. <laughs> it starts with the choice when you're reading the menu. All right? Starts with a choice when you're reading the menu. Just like your decisions start with a choice. Are you going to have a knee-jerk reaction? Or are you going to say, wait a minute, I need to pray about this? That, you have to train yourself to do this. this just, it doesn't come overnight. But every time you do it, it'll become automatic. It's muscle memory. It's faith muscle memory. And if you'll learn to do that and say, I'm going to put you first in this decision, God. He's never led me astray. He's led me through some hard places. It hasn't been easy. There are things that God asked us to do. It put us in a bad place. And we had to faith our way out of it. We had to faith our way out of it. Every step of the way. But I knew what God said. Just because he leads you, it's not an easy path. You think the path Jesus took was easy? He's the one that said, God, Father God, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. If there's any other way. God, out of the billions of ways you can do this, if there's any other way. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. That's where we got to be. That's where he wants us to be. That's doing things his way. That's building on a firm foundation. That's your foundation right there. If you'll learn with your choices to ask God before you choose, he'll build on that foundation. And it'll be the prettiest thing you've ever seen. It's called your life. Your life. He'll make something beautiful out of your life. Psalm 37, 23. I better throw a scripture in here. Y'all think I'm not preaching. So here's your scripture. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Some, um, I believe the message translation says... Um, a man's heart determines his ways, but the steps of the righteous ordered of the God. He lets you make your own choices. He gives us freedom of choice. When he designed us and created us, he, he wanted us to choose him, choose to serve him, choose to acknowledge him. 
I see this family back here. Appreciate y'all coming this morning. Let me ask you something. Is it better when your kids come to you and say, I love you? Or would it be better if you said, tell me you love me? Tell me you love me. Don't you see what all I do for you? Tell me you love me. Or is it better when dad's working on the car and the son comes up and says, hey, dad, I love you. See, that's the way God created it. He doesn't want to beg for our love. He wants us to come up to him and say, I love you, Father. And don't be surprised if he says, I love you too, son. I love you too, daughter. Well done. Well done. He's not going to make us ask him. He's just, he's already said it, ask me. Ask me, consider me before you make decisions. So work hard in the right direction. Pray for opportunities. Think it through. Don't overthink it. (laughs) Boy, I could stay on that part all day. Don't overthink it. Stand in faith and don't settle. And God will provide the increase. Make all the plans you want. Some will fail. It's okay. Learn from them and try again. Your steps are ordered of the Lord. He's with you. If you'll include God in your plans, I love this. If you'll include God in your plans, he will always provide himself. How many times have you been in something you said, God, I feel like I'm just all by myself. God, where are you? I'm right here. God, where are you? Did you include me in this? Did you even want to know my opinion? Yeah, sorry I missed that one, God. (laughs) What about right now? Can I use you right now? And with his grace, he'll say, here am I. I'm right here. We can choose to listen to God's voice or ignore it. But listen... If you want to make the right choices, that takes wisdom. Wisdom is the voice of God. Wisdom is the voice of God. Don't ignore it. The Bible says, if I make my bed in hell, he is with me. But listen, you don't have to choose hell. And I'm not talking about a lake of fire later. I'm talking about right now. Even if I make my bed in hell, he is with me. But you don't have to choose hell. Positioning is through obedience and humility. Humble yourself. Humbling yourself is a choice. Humbling yourself is not getting down on your knee and saying, All right, I'm here. Where are you? Humbling yourself is positioning yourself in a posture of humility where you're willing and ready to listen to God, to his voice. That's humility. It's positioning yourself 
where you're ready to listen and hear his voice. That's what true humility is all about. Every decision that we make is linked to either benefits or consequences. Do you see how much weight? I hope I'm, I'm doing this correctly. Do you see how much weight is in your choices? It's weighty. It's responsibility, man. I can't tell you how many times as a father, I didn't know what I was doing. And I'd have to say, God, I feel like you just backed up a dump truck and dumped it in my driveway of burden and load, and I don't even have a shovel. I don't even know what to do here. So I'm acknowledging you. I need you to show me. Teach me how to guide my child in the right path. I need you to teach me so I can teach her. God, I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know how to deal with all these issues. I don't know how to carry this weight of responsibility. I was that person that said I was never going to get married. God, I need you to show me how to be a good husband. I need you to show me how to meet her needs. I need you to show me how to love her. I need to know her love language and love her in her love language. Has he ever failed me? I'm not perfect, but every time I've acknowledged him, every time, and it doesn't matter what situation it's in, he's never failed. He's faithful. He's that sure foundation. If we'll ask God, he'll begin to open up doors. We have to be willing to hear him. Amen. Okay, I have just a few more things. Ask. Just jot this down. Ask. And be okay with his answer. A lot of times when we ask, we're just, we're just expecting to hear yes. Go ahead. I got you. It's not always yes. Sometimes it's no. And listen, we've got to realize that no is not rejection. We don't go off and pout when God tells us no. You know, that's a spirit of rejection. He's not rejecting us. We need to gain the right perspective. The correct perspective is he's protecting us. He is our father. Remember who he is. He's a father. A father protects his children. Do you give your, ch your child everything they want when they want it? I hope not. There are sometimes I used to tell my daughter no, just to tell her no. Just not, you don't need to be a yes parent. They don't need that. That's why they can't hear no from God. He ain't going to give us everything we want because it's not beneficial. There's no maturity in that. He's more interested in giving us a deep root system than he is in giving us everything we want. He wants us to go down deep. 
He wants us to trust and rely on him in every way. So ask him when you pray before your decisions, but be willing to hear no. God, whatever you say, I'm okay with. I've also found that his no without fail leads to a greater yes down the road. So keep that in mind. Condition your mind to think that way. It's not rejection, it's protection. And there's usually a greater yes. The second thing, we ask, then we wait. How many of you have a hard time? I need need your honesty right here. I need you to raise your hand. How many of you have a hard time with waiting? Half of you are honest. (laughs) We have two choices. We can wait or we can settle. I wish there was a third, but there's not. We can wait on him, his way, his will, his timing, his purpose, his plan, or we can settle, and we can go out and do it on our own. And then you'll be asking God for help later. God doesn't need to be our genie where we just ask him to help us and make a wish. If we'll acknowledge him before we do a thing, he gives us wisdom to make the right choice, to head in the right direction, to serve the right purpose. Amen? A godly life should be the result of our choices. Others should see the evidence of God in our lives through the choices we've made. When people look at you or talk to you, do you have to throw scriptures out at them or tell them you're saved or put a bumper sticker on your car that says you're saved, hand them a track? Do you have to do all that for them to know that you're God's child? I hope not. They're going to see the choices you've made and the results and the benefits of those choices. And they're going to say, I want what you have. What do you have? There's your door. You don't have to go up to them and hold their hand and pray every day. God, oh, God, change them and save them, God. No. Pray for them in your prayer closet. Live it in front of them. Walk it out in front of them. And they're going to say, I've been watching your life. You've had a lot going on. How are you holding it all together? God just opened the door for you to tell everything about him. That's how he works. It's strategy. God's a God of strategy and purpose. And we're just a piece of that. Stand up on your feet.
It's all about our choices. That's where it starts. We make a choice. We choose to ask him. We choose to wait on his response. And we obey. We agree with his answer. Have any of you ever gotten kind of mad at God when he told you no? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think so. (laughs) I need to say that still no. If he's telling you no, it's to protect you. So why not right now say, God, thank you for your protection. I'm sorry I misunderstood and misinterpreted what you said. It was your protection. It was not rejection. Spirit of rejection off of your people. In the name of Jesus. God accepts you. He does not reject you. Command that spirit of rejection off of you. In Jesus' name. You are my beloved. I am yours and you are mine. I think so many times we misinterpret God. But as a good father, he understands because we're growing. He gets it. He doesn't cry over spilt milk. He loves you. If you don't get anything else out of today, He loves you. And His no was not rejection. It was protection. And He wants you to make good choices. It's hard to be a parent and watch your child make bad choices. And you're sitting back saying, They could have so much better. I hear God saying they could have so much better. They would just listen to me and ask me. Father, we're asking today. We thank you for greater. We thank you for your wisdom, Lord God. I pray before every choice we make, we would stop and say, God, what do you say about this? Before you respond to someone with the way they treat you, God, how do you want me to respond to them? They don't have any business writing that on social media, on Facebook. I'm going to chap them. Mm -mm. God, how do you want me to respond to that? Most of the time, he's going to say, let me handle it. Let him handle it. There are times we need to close our mouth and take our hands off of it. Quit trying to fix everyone and everything because God's not going to fix everyone and everything to suit you. Ever. 
He wants you to mature enough to know how to respond. God, how do you want me to respond? I have to work on it too. Somebody cuts me off driving down the road and and goes 20 miles an hour. I want to pull them over and yank them out. (laughs) Y'all act like y'all don't do that. God, I'm sorry for what I was thinking. Man, how do you want me to respond? I want you to forgive them and let them go. Yes, Lord. I want him to say over every one of you, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He acknowledged me, he and she acknowledges me in all of their ways. You may find that he'll keep the enemy from you. He'll rebuke the devourer. I hope you know something is out to devour you. To devour you as a person, to devour everything you put your hands on. But if you'll put him first, even in your money that we talked about earlier, and in your choices, he'll protect you from that which has an assignment to devour you. Amen. Father, thank you for your protection. So many times we don't even see the protection of God from dangers unaware. Every assignment against your people to destroy them this morning is canceled in Jesus' name. We cancel it. We take authority over it. Walk and talk as God's child. Don't act like you don't know him. Let your behavior reflect your relationship with God. Before you blow your top, before you blow your cool, let your behavior reflect your relationship with God. Because others are watching your life. They're watching how you act and react to everything. What are you showing them? Are you showing them that you just don't have any discipline and self-control? Are you behaving the way God wants you to behave? That's where we've got to be at as a people. That's where God wants us. But until we want that for ourselves, how many of you want it? How many of you want to be a better spouse? How many of you want to be a better parent? How many of you want to be a better friend? How many of you want to love unconditionally? How many of you want to hear from God and to be able to give someone a word in season? You think they're going to receive that if you just blew your cool at them? So so if I run the guy down that just passed me and went slow and ticked me off, if I pull him over and jerk him out of the car and God says, tell him this, He's not going to receive that because I was in the wrong spirit. If you're going to do it God's way, you have to be in the right spirit. has to be the right place and the right time. Prepare yourself. God's going to give you opportunity. Prepare yourself now. That's what this service is all about this morning. It's preparation. 
God's preparing you. Just look at your neighbor and say this. God's preparing you for what he has prepared for you. Give him a shout. It's going to be good. By the time he gets us where he wants us to be and gives us what he wants us to have, it's going to be good. And you'll be glad you didn't settle. Thank you so much for coming today. God bless your people. Thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that this word will go deep in our hearts. And we'll behave and act and react the way you want us to. Every time. If we miss it every once in a while, you're gracious enough to let us be tested again. And I pray that we would pass the test. We want to be your representation in this earth. We want to be your love expressed in the earth. For we know that love is the evidence of God. Love is the only God that people are going to see. It's love. That's why he gave it to us. They're not going to see him visibly. They're going to see his love. They're going to see the expression of him in the earth. That's our responsibility. In Jesus' name, amen.